Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, Alabama has to be sick over this. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We are back in 2024. Congratulations, Michigan. Congratulations, Washington. That is your college football championship game next Monday. But Perloff, if you're Alabama, you've got to be sick to your stomach that you had this game in double overtime and the play call is Jalen Milrow running up the middle into the teeth of the Michigan defense. They could have extended this game. They didn't. And I know Alabama's had an illustrious history and I get all that. But in the moment for this game where Michigan let them hang around, Michigan was the better team, but let Alabama hang around. Alabama couldn't do that Alabama thing they always do. Well, the whole thing was an epic saga because Michigan had them early and did not take advantage because their special teams was terrible. Then Alabama had them and then Michigan had a miracle catch (laughs) off a tip. Michigan should not have even won that game. They should not have forced overtime. I think Alabama thought they had it won a regular season. And this is my theory on it, that they were a little deflated that it even went to overtime. I think, like, the the mo, the momentum went to Michigan. And then Alabama waits till fourth down to run Milrow, which is their best play, pretty much their only play. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you, you could say they had to be uh, mad at themselves, but th- to be honest, was this a great Alabama team? Obviously not. They were quite limited offensively. The defense, uh, I think, stood in there pretty well yesterday. So... I'm not sure that this was a great... Everyone keeps saying, this is the best job Nick Saban's ever done. I think there's some truth to that because this was not a great Alabama team. He said he was more proud of this team than any team, you know, and I've got thoughts about Saban and this being his last ride and all of that, but we'll get to all that later in the future of these two coaches. But in this moment where, I mean, listen, the Jalen Milrow experience, watching him, especially when you have something on the line, and I'm not talking about money here. We'll get to our show bet. The first one will be paying off in the year 2024, which is going to be a doozy. Um, It's quite an experience. And the fact that Michigan got to Alabama, got to Jalen Milrow for five sacks in the first half, and then you come out in the second half, and it looks like Alabama had just figured it out, right? All of a sudden now they're smothering Michigan. J.J. McCarthy can't do much. And then when they needed it, when Michigan really needed it, their stars stood up. And even still they almost botched it on special teams And yet they stand out. They go on this game-tying drive. I think everyone thought, oh, well, they go for two, maybe get a little avenge, uh, you know, the Lions and the state of Michigan, what happened against the Dallas Cowboys. No, they kick the field goal. We go to overtime. Corum is excellent in overtime. 
And then Alabama has their shot, and they just could not get the play they wanted. Like, oh, you well, got to be kidding. Let's take a step back. Do you think Michigan actually made the plays in the second half, or did the Alabama center single-handedly cost Alabama the game? Because they were rolling in the third quarter, and then he just rolled the ball on the ground. <laughs> it's weird. It's like bowling. It, this reminds me of September with Alabama, yeah. where – all of a sudden, but in, in September, you could be like, all right, well, this offensive line, do they have any cohesion? You're beginning of the season. You know, at one point, Milrow was benched. Then yeah. he comes back and wins the job. It was like they had been together for the first time. Like, did they meet before yeah. the game? This offensive line could not get the ball to Jalen Milrow. I know. Well, that's what happens when you take a month off. I, I think. So. That, I, first of all, that was a terribly played football game. And anybody who wants to call in and tell me something different, I, I got in a fight on social media about this. That was awful football. I mean, well, Michigan couldn't do anything right, and Alabama did not <laughs> did not play a good game by any stretch of the imagination. This was one of the worst games they played. They were one of the hotter teams. I yeah. know they had to go toe-to-toe with Auburn, but the, Alabama played so much better against Georgia. I thought that they did not execute well, and Michigan looked nervous, which shocked me because this is their third straight playoff game. Finally, they kind of got their legs underneath them at the end. But did they? Because they're still kinda, muffing punts at the end of kinda, the game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was the luckiest play I've ever seen in my life. That that guy got out of the end zone by three inches. And, I mean, and he got trounced like he was <laughs> trampled. Like that, it felt like his soul left his body a little bit there. But here's the thing: it's like you had all these Michigan miscues and on special teams specifically. I go to the Michigan website. I'm like, hmm, that special teams coordinator is probably going to be fired yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, he's, nope. he's done. It's oh. Jay Harbaugh. Oh, okay. He's fine. <laughs> Jim's son. He's going to have a job forever. Uh, but but they, no, that's, and it, the players were clear. They came out and they were nervous. The first play yeah. of the game, J.J. McCarthy threw a pick. And then they, luckily for Michigan, they gave it back. Yeah. But they clearly were rattled in the beginning, which is shocking to me. Like, Jim Harbaugh was there. There's no excuses about him not being on the sideline. The Michigan got really lucky. I'm sorry, they just got lucky. I I I agree, and on the, I guess they got lucky. Then on the flip side, I think if you're Alabama, you just got to have your head in your hands. Like again, yeah. I know this is a team that's seen a lot of winning, so you're never going to cry for Alabama and Michigan. This is a big deal. Jim Harbaugh goes to the college football playoff for the first time as the Wolverines head coach. Nine years into his tenure in Michigan, he's now in the championship yeah. game, and it's it's a weird story for Michigan because. You want to say kudos to them, and they deserve it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Especially the kids on the uh, the young men on the team, for sure. But what an odd season for Jim Harbaugh to be suspended for six total games yep. in this season. Three were self-imposed. Three were handed down by the Big Ten. He's still fighting multiple, you know, investigations by the NCAA, whether it's improper recruiting during the pandemic for one yep. or whether the sign-stealing scandal for the other. I mean, it's just been beyond a bizarre season and i guess it only is would be fitting if it ends with a national title yeah, yeah. i guess, i'm sure okay sure well i guess sure yes definitely and listen the bones of a national title team are clearly there yeah. even without zach center their star offensive lineman who's hurt their o-line is is really good their d-line their is really good. good yeah Grief. so but they have i mean they're clearly more talented we'll get into washington they're they i think from 1 to 22, they're more talented than Washington. They obviously deserve to be here talent-wise. You knew, we knew coming to this year, everyone, Corum came back, and yep. you just knew that everything was lining up for Michigan. This was sort of a team that's been building. And that that's why, uh, and we'll get into the bet a little bit, but that's why it was sort of frustrating. I was rooting for Michigan for obvious reasons, yep. because uh, if they had lost, I would have had to do something I really did not want to do. <laughs> 
But that's why <laughs> it was that's frustrating. saying something because we think, paid off some wacky bets around here. I think they came out there. You could see in the first half they were probably a slightly better team, a slightly more mature, well-rounded team than Alabama. I just thought they were just off the yes. most of the afternoon. So a very, very good team. And I say, I guess that sounds terrible if I'm saying they're lucky to win that game. No, it felt like that. Okay. Because okay. they're very why. good, but they still got lucky. No, it felt lucky because they kept having all these like self-imposed, you know, obstacles. Like Nick Saban said after the game, we shot the, ourselves in the foot. I'm like, not compared to Michigan. <laughs> Michigan's got no toes left and somehow is going to the college football <laughs> championship. Like, I don't get it. Let's hear a little bit. Uh, can we hear from Jim Harbaugh? I mean, yeah, I think you can say even Michigan was the better game. They let Alabama hang around. When you let Alabama hang around, you usually don't live to tell the story. Right. Right. Ask Auburn. Ask anyone else. Like, this is what Alabama does. And instead, it was Michigan who comes out victorious. Jim Harbaugh says the win was glorious. That was glorious. It was a tremendous football game. Congratulate uh, Alabama on a terrific game. And they're, uh, they're great players and coaching staff and they're their fans. Um, that was an epic game, and uh, glorious is uh, how I feel. That was a uh, tremendous win. There you go. Uh, and on the flip side, well, let's talk. Let's hear from JJ McCarthy as well. To the victor goes the spoils on preserving, a persevering rather, to get this win. It just means everything, you know. Just think about how far we've come, all the you know hardships that we went through as a team and as a brotherhood. Just being able to do it on this stage, you know, it's been 26 years since Michigan won in this building, and you know, the second most appearance out of any college in the entire country uh, playing in this game. So you know, it's just amazing the way it happened, but. You know, ultimately, it's everything that coach said. We can't do it without the unity that we have. Everything that we went through this entire year, it made us unbreakable. And in the biggest moments, we were going to show up. Listen, and again, you feel good for the players on the team if you're Michigan. But all of those, all that adversity, all of these yeah. things they had overcome were self-imposed. Like, the reason why. This is not, you know, the outside. Everyone's like, wow, you know, Michigan really got you know, uh, was was unfairly criticized yeah. this year. It's like you had a guy basically wearing a fake mustache and a beard <laughs> out here recording. Yeah, now, but Bolton, for the players, it's fine. You know, good for them. But yeah. this is totally self-imposed. Maggie, Bolton board material is Bolton board material. <laughs> it doesn't matter who imposes it. But that's a good point. You're right. They were not – There was. it's not like outside forces came down on Michigan hard. Uh-oh. You're right. And even yesterday's game, all of that was completely self-imposed. Totally. Uh, they should have been up. Way, I mean, the special teams. Oh my god, that uh, I, that's Is this why something you yeah. can fix in a week. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. So they're four and a half point favorites over Washington. I mean, you look at that Michigan. If they play that same game, they can't beat Washington. But still, I understand them being favored. Guess what? You want to know who their uh, special teams coordinator is? Oh, yeah. yeah. We said Jay Harbaugh. Jay yeah. Harbaugh. yeah, exactly. So I, mean, I, don't, I think he's safe. <laughs> no, there's no Black Monday coming for <laughs> Jay Harbaugh. He's going to be fine. He's the coach's son, but. You, you just hit on something yeah. there, and I think this is right, and we want to talk about the Michigan-Alabama side, but we do have to talk about the Washington side, yeah. and you just said it right there. If Michigan plays that game, they're not going to win. No. And that's a credit to Washington, and that would be a credit to Washington, who already is going to have the best quarterback in the game, Michael Penix, who was phenomenal yesterday, right. but... If they play like this, and if Michigan leaves the door open, Washington is not going to stub their toe the way Alabama did. Right, but 
will Michael Penix have the time that he had against Texas against that Michigan pass rush? Will Will Michael Penix put up 430 when he has no time to throw? Not that he needs a lot of time. I mean, it's, it feels like he takes three steps and throws the ball, that beautiful spiral up in the air. Uh, and I think it's because he's a lefty. He's probably my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah. Does anyone not love Michael Penix today? I mean, <laughs> it is just gorgeous to watch. Okay, but here's the thing about Penix. He's been doing that. I got to be honest. I I, I think uh, a lot of people who had Heisman votes may have been thinking, listen, you don't want to just be thinking about, oh, what's the last thing I saw, which is Michael Penix being awesome in the college football playoff semifinal. But – I mean, isn't he the best? I mean, he throws the best ball in college football this year. I know that he's got great weapons. I understand all of that. But, and I know there was like a big chunk in the middle of the season where he was not great. But man, I mean, he looks healthy now. Mm. He looks like he is throwing NFL passes out there when. Well, so Jaden Daniels throws a beautiful ball too. That's I mean, they, true, but there's I think something to say different that, yeah, about this one. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, they're very different quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels just takes off and runs for yep. 200 yards a game. Where Pettix last night, by the way, did throw, showed a couple runs. The no, guy can move when he I has to. I think he's to. healthy now. Yeah, yeah, but he's. Uh, I like the description. He's the old guy at the basketball court who just drains three pointers, but once in a while will drive past you and yeah. hit a layup just to show you <laughs> can still move. Yeah, I think you're right. He he is healthier. That being said, Michigan. You know, that pass rush, if they can do what they did to Milrow, who can move yeah. at, as well as anyone in the country, if they could do that, then it's a different game. Yeah, you came, you come away from yesterday's two games saying, oh my gosh, Washington was the better team. Yeah. You know, they looked like they were uh, yeah, clean, smooth. Their special teams was functional. Michigan <laughs> looked dysfunctional. But well, that, that being said, on the lines, I give Michigan a big advantage on both O and D line. So... Here's the thing, though. You mentioned about the special teams being functional for Washington, and I know we're going to break this down. We're on in Seattle. We're on in the state of Washington. We want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we're also on in Texas, 855-212-4CBS. We're on in Alabama. We're on everywhere because we're on CBS Sports Radio, so lucky us. But we, like, you mentioned the special teams was functional. In some ways, it was the special teams and relying on the field goals in the second half that even gave Texas a chance to get back into this game. This has been something with Washington. And again, like, congratulate. I mean, is there a better story right now than Washington Huskies? Like, you look at Michigan, you got the head coach who's been suspended twice this year. You have the sign-stealing scandals, nothing to do with the, the players, but sign-stealing scandal, easy to root against Michigan, to be honest. If you're looking at Washington, what an amazing story yeah. this is. They keep winning these games. They've got a quarterback who's had two knee surgeries, uh, two knee injuries, rather, and a shoulder, still persevering. And the final season of the Pac-12, you <laughs> get a Pac-12 team playing for everything. Like, this is a great story. They cannot put anyone away, though. I did nine straight, uh, 10 straight wins by nine points or less. Uh, I think some sort of NCAA record for a top 10 team. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, but is that a good thing? Or that's a good thing. You want to be able to show you can win close games. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's one very generous way to put it. I would say the other way to put it is you had a million chances, especially when you go into the fourth quarter and you're up two scores. You had a million chances to really put Texas away and really, really finish this thing off strong. And instead, you have to settle for field goals. You're not great in the red zone. And now here comes Texas on this miracle comeback where they've got four shots at the end zone at the very end of the game. If you couldn't stay up for it, if you were sleeping, we totally understand. 
Texas drives the length of the field, uh, right. essentially, drives the length of the field. They get inside the 15. They've got four shots at the end zone, and they couldn't come up uh, on any of them. Yeah, I mean, it's college football, right? So there's there's no lead that's safe. That's and that, that game from the get-go felt like it was going to be some crazy in the 30s score. Give a lot of credit. By the way, we're crediting Alabama for good. Sark did a great job. Texas, Texas was not a great team necessarily. Uh, I didn't love the play calling in this one. Really? Oh, I yeah. thought, <laughs> I don't know. I thought there was a lot of creative. Like, I don't think Texas is nearly as talented as really. You didn't think that. Like, talented th- enough to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa I, this year. I don't know. That, you think the play calling was a problem? It, how about the fact that Michael Penix threw for 400 yards? <laughs> no, I get that. But I think that I didn't love when they got down. I know you get into oh, the red zone. Yes. You've got four shots at the red zone. You've got Steve Sarkeesian, who I know this is a tight, confined space. But you've got Steve Sarkeesian, who may be one of the best play callers or offensive minds in college football, period, full stop. And that's, you know, you basically the first three downs were basically wasted. You had 14 seconds. Okay, but you had four shots. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, this is a, gets back to Dak Prescott against the Niners with no time left. You always think that it's so easy to get into the end zone at the end there. I it's, don't. It's really, really hard because you're cut. They, all you have to do is pack the end zone with DBs and you're set. Okay, but one of the best Washington DBs had had to exit the game, Muhammad, because he got hurt uh, on that final drive. So, yes, you still had Johnson, who was fantastic and ended up batting the ball away from A.D. Mitchell, who has already won two national championships with Georgia, was out here with Texas. He made a great play on that final fourth and, and goal, but... I thought this is the time. You need your best play, and and Texas never ran their best play. I don't know. Coming out of there, coming out of that game and criticizing Texas offensive play calling doesn't feel right to me. I disagree with you on that one. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So the question today, if you're Alabama, are you absolutely sick? I mean, just – it doesn't matter if you've won all these national championships. It doesn't matter about the success. You should have had that game because Michigan left the door wide open for you. Feels like there's a little extra, though. And what is that little extra thing about sort of criticizing Alabama here or feeling bad about that loss? It feels like you and EJ might have had a little more on the game than some of us. Well, you know, my my analysis of this game is... <laughs> This is this is regardless of what happened with our bet that we will now be paying off in 2024. But I don't know, EJ, if I should start working out a lot more. I don't know if I should start eating more or uh. less. The bottom line is that EJ and I lost this bet against Perloff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the last laugh now? Not me. And never me, to be honest. It's the best bet because I was sure that I had lost and I was... Can we say what it was? Of course, go ahead. That I was going to have to wear a wrestling singlet like a high school wrestler on air. I was positive. I was on Amazon shopping for <laughs> flattering wrestling singlets because it was a month ago. I said Michigan was going to win a playoff game. You guys said, all right, let's bet on it. You guys had Alabama last night. I had Michigan. And what a miracle. I, I was, <laughs> what, the 19 wins. What a miracle. I have to say. No, I mean, it was a miracle. The, the, that, that pass, it was tipped, and somehow he got it. I have no, I still don't know. I mean, we sat and analyzed that game. I still don't know how Michigan won that game, but all I know is that I am going to blow it out, eat whatever I want for the next month. You guys got to start working on uh, get to the gym. Sit You're up. about to go out there uh, basically half naked on national TV I do radio. I have to say, Perloff is saying that he knew they were going to lose that game being Michigan. 
that was the best reverse jinx I've ever seen. Probably oh, in any album ball. I we have a text chain. Alabama is driving. They yeah. have the ball. Pearl was like, well, I'm getting ready to get my wrestling singlet. And I, in the text chain, said, no, you're not going to do this. You're not going to reverse jinx this. Guess what happens? Like two minutes later, fumble by Milrow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the house of cards comes down, <laughs> and now I'm looking at wrestling Oh, wait, singlets. well, but after that fumble, Michigan did nothing with the ball. No, but I think— They punted. Happened, but that was—that momentum totally screwed Alabama. They were driving. They were probably about to score another at least field goal. Their kicker was kicking from 50, and I they know. were around, around the 30, 40-yard line uh, on their own side. So they get 20 more yards. They kick a field goal. It's two scores. Game over. By the way, I'm sorry. Michigan didn't punt. They missed a field goal yes. by about 60 yards. Right. Yeah, they tried a 49-yard <laughs> field right. goal. And like, I had zero chance. Outside of Alabama, like, why are you asking these kickers to make these 50-yarders? It just, it, it, it feel, I feel bad for the kicker. I'm like, this kid's not making this. <laughs> of course he's not. And that thing funny. ended up in the sixth row. Alabama and Texas both have great kickers uh, where <laughs> Michigan just, I don't know. And what's not even the kicker? They can't execute a snap on special teams. No, they cannot. Uh, so, meanwhile, EJ and I now will be wearing the wrestling singlet. Of course, this is because... When Michigan really did their full heel turn in the midst of the Connor Stallion scandal, they invited none other than Ric Flair to come to speak to the team, the ultimate heel. And so that's how this wrestling singlet made its way into this bet. And now we've got to decide, do we want to look a little more like Andre the Giant? Are we trying to look a little bit more like Macho Man? Like, I, we've got a lot of decisions to make, EJ. I mean, look, none of them are in good. the history of wrestling, there's probably – Thousands of people that have worn singlets. So we'll have plenty of plenty of examples. I know for me, I took the mental approach during the holiday, saying I'm going to eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, because I'm going to have good, you know, just good mojo. Not yeah. worrying about mm. this thing. You know, this is going to happen to me. Let me just live my life and be fine. And now <laughs> yeah. probably coming in 10 pounds heavier, wondering how I'm going to do this. We, we thought we'd just be wearing plenty of clothes. Yeah, Turns exactly. out that's not the case. Oh, boy. Who's got it better than us? To quote my friend Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Nobody. Well, wait till we show up. <laughs> wait till you show up. I don't know about this. 855-212-4CBS. When are we paying off this bet? That's to be determined. We've got a lot of details, self to shake out. Meanwhile, 855-212-4227. You had two all-time, I mean, great games. You had one-score games. It's all you can ask yep. for. You had competitive games. If you're Alabama, are you sick to your stomach? If you're Washington, are you set up to win this thing? You're going to have the best quarterback on the field. You, as Perloff says, going to have competent special teams. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that might be all you need. You might have it. You might have an edge in coaching. I mean, I don't think that. Michigan looked like they had everything buttoned up last night at all. Whereas Kalen DeBoer, whoa, that dude is good. He is very good. 855-212-4CBS. Want to hear from you on these national college football playoff semifinals and of course early look ahead to the championship game we have so much to do today so glad to be back 855-212-4CBS you want to watch the show come on in youtube.com slash cbs sports radio twitch.tv slash cbs sports worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. All right, we're back on Maggie and Perloff. Let's have some real talk here. Okay. Let's talk wrestling singlets. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Maggie and EJ have to wear wrestling singlets because Alabama blew it against Michigan. I had Michigan. They had Alabama. Maggie, what do you care about wearing a wrestling singlet? There's nothing for women. It's not embarrassing. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. There's. I'm looking at you right now. You're going to look fine in a wrestling. <laughs> singlet. You're going to look like a Jane Fonda workout. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's EJ, very you should be in full panic mode because it's quite <laughs> revealing for men. But for women, it does not feel like a huge punishment to um, wear this singlet. Well, you know, it's going to be four hours of a show. That's <laughs> not nothing. Oh, by the way, it's I, winter here in the Northeast. I'm not. I'm not, I mean, I know we do the show inside, but it's not like, you know, this isn't exactly singlet weather. Here. <laughs> um, not in singlet shape. Um, we're coming off the holidays. It's been doing nothing but, you know, eating, drinking, <laughs> you, know, you know, feeling a little puffy. Maggie, get out of here. You you're know gonna, what I'm saying. You're going to look fine in a singlet. I think the question is, because we lost this bet, I think what still is to be determined is do we go like, high school or college wrestler look, EJ, or do we go full my favorite or your favorite professional wrestler look? Because we've got a lot of different avenues. We Wait, can you just buy, down. can you buy that kind of pro wrestling outfit, like a Bret Hart kind of singlet? Oh, yeah. You can? I would hope so. I don't know. That's, <laughs> Aren't those custom <laughs> For our sake, let's hope so. This is all research we thought you were going to be doing. Pro no, I did. Not us. It's easy. First of all, by the way, if you Google wrestling singlet, there are some, for some reason, maybe it's my yeah, really Google algorithm. Language. Some of them, <laughs> some of them barely cover anything. Uh, you get into a world, and then there's there leather. Some of them are leather. Bilotti, tell it. Yeah. There's a lot of leather singlets out there, which I was actually envisioning. You know, if Maggie and EJ were going to wear that, then maybe you and I would have to. Well, we're trying to get you into corner. the bed. Yeah, yeah. You could get a low cut leather singlet, which. Uh, <laughs> which is just what you might get us, wanted. Might get us fined by HR. <laughs> Fine, fired. Well, there's a lot going on here. Bilotti is back and walked into this hornet's nest. It's um, Happy it, New Year. Yeah, this is going to be something for 2024. I always said my resolution was going to be to wear less. <laughs> and we <laughs> start that off Check. with a bang. Yes, 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> um, we're not talking about the college football semifinals from last night. Two great games. I mean, one score games, the Alabama-Michigan game goes to overtime. I said Alabama's got to be sick about this because Michigan left the door open with all their special teams gaffes. And at the final play in overtime, Jalen Milrow, the call is for him to basically, well, I don't know if the play call was to run the ball, but he ends up getting a low snap from the center, uh. running the ball straight into the teeth of the Michigan defense game over let's hear from Nick Saban he explained that final play Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do uh, was have a quarterback run uh, which was kind of our two-point play one of our two-point plays for this game and the ball was on the three-yard line which is just like a two-point play so but we didn't get it blocked so it didn't work we didn't execute it very well and it didn't work 
and the right tackle from Alabama getting pushed back into Milrow where he essentially tripped over his own offensive lineman because Michigan was getting a lot of pressure, especially up the mil- up the middle. They've got some really talented guys on defense who are definitely playing at the next level. Yeah, I thought Tommy Reese should have probably called a couple Milrow runs. I think you might have gone with four Milrow yep. runs at that point because we know about Jalen Milrow. He is a fantastic runner. So fastest guy on the field. One of the strongest guys on the field when he has his footing. His footing is another issue. Yeah, that's true. And he's going backwards a lot. And that's been a problem all year for him. It's like he started to figure it out more in the second half. And kudos Alabama. They they, they did figure things out in the second half more. Took the lead, obviously, in the fourth quarter. But he's going backwards way too often. Well, and because they're looking for that deep play, too. That's way too – they're very reliant on the long pass. Yeah, it was not an ideal Alabama team. Let's go to Steven is in Alabama's got a little bit of a different thought on this game. Good morning, Steven. How are you? I'm all right. Um, yeah, I'm an Alabama fan. And, you know, when when the playoff selection came up, you know, if we got in, great. If we didn't, that's okay. After the Texas game, Bama was ranked eighth. And after the South Florida game, they really didn't play that great. And it was basically like a couple of years ago, you know, everybody just wrote them off. And, you know, Milrow just put it upon himself, hey, I'm the leader, this is what we're going to do. Right. So, you know, look, Alabama wasn't even supposed to be in this game. So to go out there and to play the game they played, yeah, there were mental mistakes that blew it, you know, bad snaps, missed calls on both sides. So, you know, it's a ball game. Things happen. But you have to play your game – and it's the other team's, uh, you know, the other team has to stop you. You can't stop yourself. Yeah, but S- Stephen, you know, I, I get what you're saying here, and and I totally understand that. You know, maybe you're satisfied with the season considering the the lows and then the eventual highs. But I mean, we're talking about Alabama here. I mean, you just beat oh, yeah. Georgia, and Michigan was basically begging you to take the game. Oh, they were, yeah, and you know. You know, you have to make the play. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can sit at home and scream and yell at a TV all I want, but nobody's going to hear me. You know, my best friend's a Florida State fan, and he's been rubbing it in for the past 18 hours. I'm like, look, I didn't lose by 60. Y'all did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, we, have eight, we have 18 national championships, and you don't. So, yeah. you know, that'll, that'll happen later on today when I talk to him. But, you know, <laughs> you know, you know yeah, yeah, I'd love to win another national championship, but – you know, the chips fall where they may. And, well, Stephen, you, you, know, you have a very – this is this is a level-headed, you know, and, and we appreciate you making the call. This is probably the healthy way to think, but I would not be thinking this way if I was a, if I was an Alabama fan. I would not be as level-headed and as, as, as healthy as what Stephen is espousing. I understand the argument. You just lost a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback, and you didn't even really know who your quarterback was coming into the season – Jalen Milrow, four-star guy, and it took him a long time to get things figured out this year. New, and also, too, their offensive. I, I like Tommy Reese, but I'm not sure he has it all figured out yet. Uh, we'll get into Saban's future in a little bit in the show. This was not a great Alabama team. If you look back at 2009 or 2000, I don't even remember the other title years, you have 16 NFL players. I'm not sure that you definitely saw You saw a lot of NFL guys, but you look up and down that team, they were never blowing you away. Last night, were they? I mean, no, uh, yeah. no. And Saban called this his favorite team, right? Yeah, because was, of the resilience they had, and that's why I believe 
This is Saban's last year. Just going to drop that right there as we welcome Andrew Bogish into the show. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, good morning, Bogish, and Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year, guys. Good morning. Your headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if you could save you hundreds or we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. The CFP semifinals did not disappoint unless you wanted to see Perloff in a skin-tight wrestling <laughs> match. After overtime at the Rose Bowl, we almost had a walk-off win in New Orleans. Ewers takes a shotgun snap. He's back to pass. Pressure coming. Throws the fade. Yes! We're going to Elijah Jackson knocks the ball away. The Huskies are headed to Houston. You'll be shocked to hear that's Washington radio from <laughs> Learfield. <laughs> Elijah Jackson breaking up Quinn Ewers' final throw into the end zone. The Huskies escaping again, 37-31 of the Superdome. To reach the national title game in Houston on Monday night, Washington kept taking the lead as large as 13 early in the fourth last night, but Texas kept coming back. Until the very end, here's a disappointed head coach, Steve Sarkeesian. These guys never lost faith. You know, they believed that, that we were going to win that game. And it was just how. <laughs> that was the biggest thing is, well, how are we going to do it? And that, we, we know we're going to, it's just how. Um, and unfortunately, we, we came up short tonight. Michael Penix would not let the comeback happen. 430 yards, two scores for the Heisman runner-up. Now he and the Huskies face the Wolverines in Houston Monday night. The best in the Michigan QB, J.J. McCarthy, did in Pasadena. was probably handoff to Blake Corum. He ran for 83 yards, including a 17-yard TD in OT. Then the Michigan defense ruined Jalen Milrow's fourth down run. At the end of the day, I just trusted the guys up front for believing me on the last play to have the ball. And unfortunately, we just... We just missed, and we just didn't get in the end zone. Alabama loses 27-20. They managed less than 300 yards of offense with Milrow sacked six times, four other tackles for loss, and all of those snapping issues. Former Clemson and Oregon State QB DJ Uyunglele is transferring to Florida State. The Knowles face Clemson, by the way, of course, next season. So a little homecoming for him. Impressive, Bogus. You nailed that. You landed the plane on. <laughs> We're one for DJU. one. We've got a few more. Did at you least. have to practice before? Uh, not. I I've I learned my lesson. I was leaving off. Ooey for a while out of nowhere. <laughs> so now we're good, I think. Yeah, I mean, isn't it nice to see a young quarterback go to his dream school? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> said I finally go to my dream school. It's like, wait a minute, what was Clemson and what was Oregon State? You've already been to th two schools. <laughs> and the, the third school is the dream school. All right. Uh, QB news from Pittsburgh, where Mason Rudolph remains the Steelers starter, even though Kenny Pickett has clearance to return from ankle surgery. Mike Tomlin explains. He's done a good job, and we've done a good job in the most – uh, recent two weeks, um, we've taken care of the ball. He's taken care of the ball. And they've scored more points than the Bengals and Colts to get to 9-7. and seven. They face the Ravens this weekend. Five different ways for Pittsburgh to clinch a playoff spot. The easiest two are beating Baltimore and getting a loss from the Bills or the Jaguars. There's also unconfirmed reports that Pickett refused to back up Mason Rudolph last weekend, and that's yeah. why... This is staying the way it is right now. Did not see any of this turn from Pickett, right? Where well, it's it not seems, confirmed yet. No, yeah. well, like just that there's even rumors. Yeah. So the fact that somebody is starting something about his, uh, I don't know, demeanor or whatever about his attitude. And then the other part is like, 
it looks like the offensive players really like Mason Rudolph yeah. best, <laughs> who's been the third guy on the depth chart for all all season long. Is there any doubt that Mike Tomlin cost himself the playoffs by not going to Rudolph over Trubisky? I mean, this is this is the move that screwed them. Okay, but here's the thing: you've had Rudolph here for yeah. years. <laughs> like, it's not like he's this new guy. It's like, well, you know, I guess we should give him a shot. He's been in your on your yep. roster for years. They would have beaten New England. They would have beaten Arizona if they'd gone to Mason Rudolph over Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, All of a sudden, George Pickens is like, I'm Mason, happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Everyone's happy now. It's like, yeah. wow, you guys hate Pickett, George don't Pickens you? George Pickens now, he's a, what, uh, Pharrell? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, is it about Pickett, though, or is it about what was when Pickett got hurt and Trubisky, just to have Mason Rudolph Maybe, out there. I don't know. It seems like the vibes are just much better with Mason Rudolph. I did, did not have that on my Steelers bingo card. No, I, I, in my mind, that's because I think they're comparing him to Trubisky, you know, a little bit. Sure. I, because I Pickett guess. hasn't been out there for a while. It's been know, a month but, since Pickett. But even when Pickett was there, you still had guys scrubbing their social media yeah. and stuff like that. I, uh, you know how I feel about this. I, I think those Steelers wide receivers are wild cards. You saw Deontay. Did anyone see Deontay Johnson hand the ball to the other team in the game? <laughs> those guys make mistakes that are crazy <laughs> all the time. But meanwhile, they're the reason they're winning right now. Yeah, I mean, they, that team, that's my Super Bowl pick. They they easily should have been a number two seed in the AFC this year. They had everything right in front of them and just trubisky it up. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a new verb. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like triple-doubles are easy in the NBA these days, but not for the Utah Jazz. Their last regular season one was from Carlos Boozer in 2008 until Jordan Clarkson last night. 20 points, 10 boards, 11 assists, and a 120-97 route of the Mavs. Tampa that Bay. sounds like it can't be right. I read it 15. No, I, so, that's not doubt on you. Yeah. Now it is a it's regular season, so it's their regular season triple double. There had been a there had a postseason one, but regular season triple double was 2008. Wow. Donovan Mitchell, nothing, no, nope. okay. not in the regular season. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco reportedly arrested yesterday in the Dominican Republic for ignoring last week's summons to appear on allegations of inappropriate relationships with minors. No official charges for filed for that just yet. Franco has been on MLB's administrative leave since August. And Joey Decord made 35 saves for the first shutout in Winter Classic history. The crack in a 3-0 win over Vegas at the Mariner Stadium in Seattle yesterday afternoon. Guys, back to you. Bogus, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Got a lot more to do, including your phone calls about the college football playoff semifinals. Want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS with Michigan now moving on to face Washington. This is starting to feel like a season of destiny for the Washington Huskies. Maybe for Michigan. I can't get there with Michigan. Yeah, I, I mean, can't get there with Michigan. It, it's a new game. Listen, Georgia looked bad against Ohio State in the Final Four last year and stormed back. That's so true. who knows? It's a different, different game, different week, completely different matchup. And there's no singlet bet on this one. <laughs> oh man, lots of details to get hammered out with this singlet bet. EJ and I will now be wearing wrestling singlets at a future date. As Andrew Bogus shakes his head and a single tear rolls down his cheek. And I'm, I'm maybe Pete's with me, maybe he's not, but. We're talking leotard here. I don't want anybody walking in with like some weird wrestling outfit, but that's not the 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 bet. The loss here is the skin tightedness. So I can't wear the mankind. Uh, no, mask. I, it needs to be like you're an amateur 
wrestler. Yeah, you needed the guy Saturday morning who was fighting the name guy that just uh-huh. had, right, had the, the no nickname. <laughs> yeah. Here's Joe Thomas, and you just come running out. That's all you got. <laughs> Boots uh-huh. at a leotard. Yeah. That's it. Last <laughs> and your That's pride. <laughs> nope. Maybe. That's in the back room. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more to do on the college football playoff, including, yes, the future of multiple coaches who were coaching in two games last night. We'll get to all that. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're back here on the morning show. 2024 off to a great start. If you don't mind watching me and EJ wear a singlet, a wrestling singlet at some point. Don't mind. It's already a highlight of the year. It hasn't (laughs) even happened yet. Well, that's what happens when you lose a bet and you bet on Alabama. Kind of thought that was going to be a no-brainer. Best of 2024 already. (laughs) It's going to be a highlight. I mean, I understand there's got to be disappointment that I'm not going to embarrass myself in a singlet. There's none. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I might just me. show up at Bilotti's house wearing a singlet. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past you. Because you wore the short shorts on Halloween and you leaned into that soccer costume that you were wearing, I really thought the singlet was going to be your season. But, uh, oh, well. Yeah. Listen, I, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestling tomato can who got beat up by the superstar. Yeah, a little Andy Kaufman situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might dress up as a wrestler, too. I'm not going to wear the singlet, though. <laughs> <laughs> just like Misery Loves Company? You won the bet. No, no. I just was I, – I had my mindset on wearing some sort of wrestling gear. And now you <laughs> – okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, you Bilotti. can't wear it, actually. No, I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. Well, I'm not wearing a singlet. So now Thank I can you. wear sort of uh, a different outfit. Actually, Lucky all us. wrestling outfits are quite revealing, aren't they? You can't show up in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Tuxedo? I don't know. The profe- isn't there, wasn't there a, a, <laughs> wasn't there the a character, the liberal or something? Or yes, there was. What, what did sure he wear? Was. I think well, he wore a Hillary a, t-shirt. An <laughs> yeah. accountant. There was the tax man, IRS. The IRS. He yes. wore uh, he wore his uh, tie and suspenders and the dress shirt. You know who Perloff could be the grammar police? <laughs> <laughs> That man. seems like a lane for you. No, I'm actually not great at grammar. <laughs> Ironically. Uh, we both have this job. We should be pretty good at it. Chris is in Southern California, not happy with Perloff dismissing Michigan's win last night. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Happy Love New Year. Show. What's up? Uh, guys keep me sane while I'm driving across the desert to work. Oh, but, nice. uh, Pearl- Perloff, man, uh, you know, you bet on the you bet on the blue and then – kind of got nervous there. You got to keep the faith, man. Chris, uh, you know no, what the bet's like. Just, oh, come on. I know. Um, to me, it's more of that game, and I think all both the games, you know, you kind of opened up and said, oh, it was a horrible game. I think those games that keep you on the edge of your seat for a Michigan and a Bama fan to have uh, runs of uh, SVT and mild heart attacks, I think it was super entertaining. But oh. I think at the end of the day, like, the, the kicking game, yeah, we, we had our issues, and I think they're fixable. Uh, but that Bama team, like, you got to remember, they beat Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they beat them, when it, beat them when it counted. I think Michigan even shooting themselves in the foot and still even in the game had a chance to win and to win it in overtime and then make that stop against, uh, I think Bama beats a lot of those teams on a neutral field in the top four. Hey, but Chris, um, I, Chris, I was, you have faith yeah. in J.J. McCarthy after that game? I do. I do. I think, you know, it's the argument, right, he's a, a system guy, but I think he's got faith in his people. I think that O-line, that D-line, uh, as you see Blake Corum in the trenches, like, that guy's a stud. You know, and, and both sides of those 
both Michigan and Bama, there's a lot of people on the that field yesterday that are going to be playing on Sunday. So, um, you know, the J.J. pass to Roman Wilson, right? You're like, oh, that was luck. Michael Penix did the same thing against Texas. Yeah. I think it was to McMillan. McMillan got it, and, well, that wasn't luck. That's J.J. Penix being a, an assassin. That <laughs> That's a great point. Chris. So, you know, I think all four teams um, were great. They all scared me, to be honest, as a Michigan fan, because um, anything can happen, you know. And I was proud that Michigan stood the way they did. But uh, don't take anything away from Bama or Texas. Those are both great programs. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be good next year and moving forward. Chris, and congratulations to your Wolverines uh, moving on, like, yeah, the thing about what I took away from the Roman Wilson was how he had that terrible block in the back penalty that didn't need to be a block in the back. He did not have to block for Blake Corum on that uh, on that play, and then he completely redeems himself with two big catches, including the game-tying touchdown catch that eventually sent it to overtime. Yeah, I love that point. <laughs> Michael Penix throws a bullet that gets tipped up in the air and is a touchdown and it felt like Penix made a great play. I totally agree with that, and I still think that. Well, J.J. McCarthy threw the only pass in history it felt like that got tipped and didn't move. It was <laughs> yeah, like actually, it got tipped and nothing changed on the trajectory of the ball or anything. It, it did wild. go up a little higher, which made the catch even more amazing. Spectacular, yeah. yeah. Jordan is in Birmingham, Alabama. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing okay, yeah. I suppose. How are you guys? We're okay. I, I can understand why you'd feel disappointed this morning. Yeah, hopefully the sun will come up. Y'all see it before we do, so let us know if y'all see it on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a little bit of hope, you know. But, hey, uh, I think, you know, as an Alabama fan, I think one of the hardest things to swallow about this loss is just the fact that there's no real clear-cut area that you can point to to kind of blame the loss on. I mean, just – both teams, honestly, I think played really sloppy with the mistakes. And and as far as the bad snaps are concerned, I, you know, we, we dealt with that a lot at the beginning of the season, especially in September. And yet, you know, Nick Saban had the – he had the guts to change a quarterback in the national championship against Georgia. I mean, and I'm not saying that this would yeah. be – Jordan, I'm so sorry. Or would it change the outcome. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I got to let you go because we're up against the top of the hour. Appreciate the perspective. Yeah. The offensive line is what you're looking at this morning with Alabama and saying, why did they look so disjointed last night? More next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.